expressing the truth about the church in this world we live in. Welcome to Real Talk Ministry Podcast. This podcast talks about the issues we're facing with the church today and the challenges of balancing our life with Christ in this world we live in. Let's get ready to hear some real talk with our host, Miss Nisi. and welcome to Real Talk Ministry Podcast. I am Miss Nisi, and as always, it is a pleasure. I am happy and I am excited that you decided to join in with my podcast to listen to me talk about what God laid on my heart to talk about. As always, my first podcast of the month is just going to be general information. <laughs> it's going to be what I feel uh, I would like to talk about encouraging words, but my second podcast of the month is really like my Bible study. And if you was uh, listening to last month's podcast, the last podcast of the month, we talked about the seven types of praises. And before this month is out, we're going to do that again. Yes, we're going to finish up the seven types of praises. I do want to capitalize on the um if you're following me and, and you would like to leave a message in regards to the seven types of praises, what I said in my last podcast was, they said, well, blessings go up, um, but praises go up, blessings come down. And I referenced it in a way where it was like, I don't know if that's real or not. Like, I don't know if that's true. And in my studies, I still don't see that. So I am open. I am not the final word of the book. I'm not the final word of anything. I feel like we always can learn and grow. So with that being in mind, just if you're studying with me, reading with me, if you have any comments, please feel free to leave me a message. You could also go to realtalkministry.com to leave a message. And I have some exciting news, actually, uh, about the 2021 events. For the 2021 November events, we actually honored my father, uh, his birthday was November 18th, so I honored him, uh, Bishop Allen Johnson Jr., for that event. And now for December, we are actually going into church to celebrate our last event. Yes, December 2021 Real Talk Ministry will be having a church service on Friday, December the 17th at 8 p.m. It will be at the Fountain of the Living Word Church. And the address is 2543 East Ledbetter Drive in Dallas, Texas, 75216. So if you're visiting Dallas, if you're in the Dallas, Texas area, uh, it will be a blessing to have you come. I would love to see all the faces of those who listen to me or who have read a Facebook status or who have visited my website. Um, I would like to thank the guest speakers and my helpers. Um, our topic was like, uh, let's go to church. So it really wasn't a topic or a theme, but on the flyer it says, let's go to church, but it's really going to be the beginning and the end. The only reason why I didn't really have a topic or a theme because all down through the events, uh, as I start gathering stuff and the Lord laid on my heart to do these events in January, February was the first event that rolled out. So the beginning, 
It started with Minister Shaniqua Johnson, and she is going to be preaching the beginning on that night. And since we're ending it in December, we have Deacon Desmond Fain, uh, who is going to preach the end. And I also want to thank uh, Brother Jeremiah Clewis for being over the praise team and being over the music department. I also especially want to thank my daughters, Denisha and uh, Desiree Johnson, who has been very, very extremely helpful in reviewing and looking over stuff, um, being my ears, uh, just being there and just helping in every way they can to help me. And I just thank everybody who has participated in all the events up to now. It has been a blessing. If you have not been to one event online on YouTube, you can go to realtalkministry.com and you will see all the events. And I know it will bless you because it blessed me. So I am excited about going into the church to celebrate this Real Talk Ministries last event. And masks will be required. I'm not saying anybody has to be vaccinated or anything like that, but masks will be required. So if you can come out, thank you. It'll be a blessing to see you. One thing that I wanted to talk about on this podcast for this first podcast of the month of November is something that I've been hearing a lot over and over and over. And it's been said for quite a long time now. But there are some discrepancies of what I've been hearing and it's something that I've been looking into and I will continue looking into because I feel like no matter what goes on in this world, you need to educate yourself. You need to educate yourself, not just take the Bible and uh, debate why you feel like this is not right. I feel like you need to educate yourself and not just for the debate of knowing, of telling someone, oh, you're wrong, but also just so you can learn within yourself what is going on in the world what does the Bible say? And when the time allows, how to present your point of view. Uh, I think Christians get a bad rap because we're so quick to say, no, you can't do that. That's not right. And it's not that it's wrong to correct someone. That's not what I'm saying. But it's the way you have to correct. Because I've learned that if you're saying something about Christ or something that you don't believe with, you can't change my belief about him. You can't change my mind about him. And you got to understand as Christians, we can't do the same. We are not going to necessarily change everybody's mind about what they feel about Christ. I've always said that we, sometimes I won't say we, but I will say some Christians mess up because they feel like they have to defend God. You know, they have to defend him. I feel like some of them have such a great passion of serving Christ that they just feel like they have to Uh, let it be known because you're going to die and go to hell. But their approach is not life-saving. It's not enough to save someone. It's actually hurting those people and hurting the kingdom of God and how you're doing it. Because you can't draw people, forcing them to live the life that you want them to live for Christ. Growing up, this is totally off the subject that I had the discrepancy about, but... (laughs) Growing up, um, 
I was like, I don't, I don't, I feel like trying to convert people is like a used car salesman. Like, you know, come over here. We got this. We got all the stuff you need over here. 10% off. It's free. If you have faith, you can believe. Come over to this church. We got you. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. Because even though I was in the religion of knowing Christ and believing Christ and what I should do to Christ and even having parents who believe in God and taught me the way, I still was doing my own thing and I wasn't going to stop doing my own thing until I felt like I was convinced and within myself that this is something I wanted to do. I thank God that I didn't go straight in the way where I just wanted to do my own thing and not live for him. But I also didn't feel like I needed to be pressured into doing something that um, I just didn't know what it was that I really know of Christ. Sometimes we'd be in the church, we'd be around church people, and we just know a lot of us don't have a personal connection with Christ. I promise y'all this has nothing to do with what I thought I was going to talk about today. But since I'm talking about it, I'm going to talk about it. a lot of us don't have a personal connection with Christ. We only see what we feel. We only see and feel what we see around us or what we were taught. You know, I use the example of praising God as in a dance. You know, the first thing I feel like the kids learn in church is how to praise God in a dance. Then we learn the dress code. Then we learn um, where, why we why we can't do certain things which is always a no, 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 you can't do this. But it is important to let them know, like, there are things you can do. And understand, sit down and tell them and teach them why they can't do it. Because a bunch of no's is going to equal to a personal yes. Because I'm going to try to figure out, you know, being young or just being curious and going to be like, why is this a no? And why is everybody doing it? And why is no one getting cursed for doing it? But you're telling me I can't. Like, everyone is fine. But I'm going to die if I do it. No. You have to be open and honest. But to go back to what I was saying before I got went there uh, about helping people, sometimes we mislead people because they see us as a representation of Christ. And we say we are a representation of Christ. And then we go around badgering them, harassing them, and telling them they're going to hell. I'm very careful now about telling people they're going to hell. And the reason why I'm very careful is because I really never told people to go to hell. Except for in my, in my back in the day when you upset me. <laughs> I may have told you that. But, uh telling people that you're going to hell now it's, it's like you're telling them they don't have a chance with Christ it's like you already put them in hell and telling them if they don't stop then that's where they're going don't you know it takes a while for some people to get delivered from some things and telling them if you don't stop right now you're going to hell that's a lie God allows you space and time to get your life together you could tell a person the truth without condemning them and badgering them and harassing them and making them feel like there's no chance in hell for them to be delivered when they when all you have to do is re just all you have to do is I was gonna say return them to Christ. Some of them need to return to Christ. But all you gotta do is show them Christ. Show them Christ, give them the word and let God do the work. I feel like I don't even know why God took me here. But I feel like Sometimes we work too hard on his behalf and we don't have to do all that. 
We don't have to do all this extra stuff that we think we need to do in order to draw people to Christ. A lot of times, all we have to do is just be the light that he called us to be. And being the light means if I fail, if something went wrong, or if there's something that they didn't see that was Christ-like, uh, being the light is correcting it, addressing it, and fixing it, and being honest with yourself, and being honest with the people you may have hurt or did and uh, did something against in the process by saying, you know what, forgive me, I'm sorry, that's not the way this was supposed to be, I'm working on myself. The reason why it's so hard on Christians when others who don't even know the word of God can come up with a scripture and say, you're not supposed to do that. It's because there are so many hypocrites out there that declares Christ that they feel like everybody is just, who's a Christian, is just without fault and without blame. And that's that's where they are wrong. They don't know the Bible. They don't know the scripture. They just know that you, as Christians, they get beat down so hard and so much by that community that they can't stand on their own two feet. And then when it's the opportunity where you know you are not strong in and you failed, they're like, okay, look at you. This is why I don't have to do it. But my personal opinion, and I really believe this from the bottom of my heart, there is no reason on earth that anybody should have an excuse for not wanting to serve God if you want to serve God. If I did something today, if I did something years ago, if I did something tomorrow, if I did something in the next two, three, four, five years, no matter what I did as an individual, it should not stop you from serving Christ. I know that things come up that makes you feel like, I don't know if I can continue, but nothing as a person or individual should be able to say, oh, this is why I don't go to church no more. This is why I don't serve Christ. This is why I don't deal with people. You know what? I don't like dealing with a lot of people. But it don't stop me from going to work. It don't stop me from going to the grocery store. When they doing race, when they when I'm being followed, it don't stop me from going out to events. It don't stop me from driving, even though you know police can pull you over and do harm to you for no reason at all. It don't stop me from hanging around with the people I want to hang around when I want to hang around them. Nothing in this world stops you from doing anything you want to do. If you decided that you don't want to go to church because somebody in the church was mean and nasty and upset, as if there aren't 55,000 million other churches out here, that's on you. That's when you need to sit back and say, hey, Lord, this is the decision. This is the decision I'm making that I don't want to serve you no more. Or and not going to church don't mean you're not serving him. But it's it is a decision at that point to say, am I so upset with the people that I'm gonna sit here and be like, well, I don't want to serve God. It's a challenge, but Christ faced that challenge and he overcame, and he was an example. We always want to look at people as an example, and we can. Uh, we can look at the pe- people as an example. The Bible said, Mark the perfect man. But at the same time, Christ was the ultimate example. If he could do it, if he could do it we could do it too. And um, not to be challenged <laughs> by the words that I'm saying, because I don't want to say something and then be challenged by it. But I do believe in my heart that what he just gave me to say, which was a mouthful, it really wasn't the way I was going to go. <laughs> but I thank God he allowed me that way. He knows the best. Um, 
But I want to be a good steward. I want to be someone who can be a light. And I also want to be someone who can not be transparent. I don't want to be transparent because I don't want everybody looking at me through me and in my business. You know, I, I have faults that I need to take care of my own self. And it doesn't involve everybody. It's just me and Christ. But I do want to be in Christ enough that if I make a mistake, that I could own up to those mistakes and go to him and go to the people I hurt or whatever and say I'm sorry. Now, it has to be mistakes. It can't be something that you think I did because you didn't like what I did or you didn't like something about me that I did. It has to be a mistake that I know is a mistake. If it's something that God is leading me do and it's just not well received, that's not a mistake on me. You just didn't receive it well, and that's on you. That's just something you need to take to Christ. But for me, I just want to stand on the grounds of Christ and do what he is calling me to do. And sometimes standing ground is hard. You know, when we say we're going to do it, and I said this before in my podcast, when we say, oh, Lord, we'll do whatever you say you want us to do, we say yes to your name. No, everything is not a we will do it immediately. You know, sometimes we pause. (laughs) Sometimes we think about it. Sometimes we just be like, I don't think the Lord told me that. We quit to say that when we don't want the, to do the work that he's telling us. The Lord said, hey, I just gave you $100. Go give it to your enemy. That's not God. I'm not going to lie. I'll be like, nah, that's not God. I had to pray on that. I had to fast on that. He knows our flesh. He knows how we work. But as long as you're obedient and you do it. And I hope as a Christian community and I say Christian community because we do have Christian gangs but I hope as a Christian community we are strong enough and we become mature enough to not question God on everything I know that's why I'm striving I'm striving to not question God on everything even this the real talk ministry event I was like Lord you know COVID still out there I don't really even go places a lot or sit in a lot of places and then I'm inviting people to this place that I know you're gonna cover and I know you're gonna take care I pray you cover I pray you take care and and he was like I just need you to do it and I was like you know what if it's not gonna be a lot of people who gonna show and what if this don't come together and he was like I just need you to do it it just pays to be obedient without questioning sometimes And I'm not saying we don't have that opportunity, but the questions I was asking wasn't really questions as as opposed to what it is that he is telling me to do. Him telling me to do it should be just enough. But because of me and who I am, thank God he knows who I am and he knows how to handle me with care. Um, He just keeps reaffirming me like, Nisi, it's okay. If no one shows, okay, cool, who cares? I'm telling you to do something, so do it. And that's what I did. So, I honestly (laughs) was going to talk about kings and queens uh, in the Bible. And the discrepancy that I was going to talk about was about how people always want to separate kings and queens when it comes down to being uh, uh, Africans in the Bible and so for me not to really go into all that because that's not where God led me maybe the next month (laughs) podcast I'll do a little more uh, search and details of what I've already did and discuss that 
But for now, I hope you were encouraged. I hope you were encouraged with the words that I said that I felt the Lord laid on my heart to say today. And that is, be careful how you treat people. Don't badger people. Don't harass people. Don't think that you have to lead people to Christ. You just uh, plant and let him do the watering. You know, all you have to do is put the seed in it. All you have to do is give the word. All you got to do is say, I'm praying for you. And uh, I remember one time someone was not feeling well or something and not unconsciously because it's just something I do a long time ago. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll pray for you. And they were like, I'm an atheist. I don't need you praying for me. My response wasn't, oh, well, then you go going to hell because you're an atheist and you need somebody to pray for you. You know, when you tell someone you pray for them or if you want to pray for somebody, you don't have to say nothing. They don't control your mind. You can just be praying while they're talking and they will never know. I had to learn to break up some of these things that was supposed to be what made me feel like I was doing God's work and it was being justified because I got the word out. No, sometimes getting the word out isn't what Christ wants you to do. So what I start doing and I'm still doing and I'm practicing to this day of learning how to do is being led by God. Because I'm the type of person, I just won't say anything. I'll pray for you, but I don't think I have to share no words with you because I don't want the conflict and the drama. But there are times where Christ is like, this is not about conflict or drama. They need to hear this. Go say it. You don't have to fight to say what I have to say. You don't have to defend what I'm telling you what to say. Just say it and walk away. And a lot uh, a lot of times it don't happen a lot of times. But when, I, when the opportunity is present, I am very nervous. I am in a position where I'm hoping that I'm doing it the way Christ wants me to do. And then when I do it his way, I don't end up in flesh and then and end up in myself and think that I need to take the wheel and just take over and start controlling the situation and what I think I've been taught in the church of what I need to be doing for Christ in order to convert this person. Spend less time trying to convert and more time hearing what Christ wants you to say just to be able to open that door, open that window, even to crack the door or crack the window. I will give this testimony before I sign out. I worked in, when I was in Cincinnati, I worked at this uh, apartment building. And I knew the lady who I was working with was a lesbian. And the Lord told me one day I came in, She, he said, when you go on your lunch break today, I need you to go and get her some food. And I was like, okay, Lord. And so I went to go get her some food. You know, he told me what to get, how much to get, what to get. And I put it in the bag and I gave it to her. And I said, I don't want to offend you because I know how you feel about Christ. But he told me to give you this food. She sat there and looked at me and said, God told you to do this? And I said, yes. And I went to my desk like, I don't got nothing else to do with it. However you feel about it, it's on you. I did what God told me to do. That's why I said to myself. And she came to me after she took the food home and she talked to her partner and she came back to work and she was like, I just want to say thank you. This is the first time anybody who was a Christian that knew that I was gay as a person who served Christ 
did anything like this for me. She said, we were completely out of food. We didn't have no other resources. We did not know what to do. Now, I have to stop. This is not for my glory. I know a lot of people like to put video cameras and all this stuff. This is a testimony. This is not a glorified a Phoenicia testimony because I am a penny pitcher. I try to save. I help people the best way I can. And it has nothing to do with the fact that she was a lesbian. But I was struggling myself. So for the Lord to lay it on my heart, it had to be him. So I don't want to take away the glory of what God did for this person by saying what she said to me. Because honestly, she's not saying it to me as to say um, she thanks me. She really thanks God, in my opinion. Because without God's leading, it would have never happened. But she was very thankful that a Christian who knew her situation wanted to help. Now, all I told her was to thank God because he laid it on my heart. And I'm thankful that he did. And I hope y'all are okay. From then on, we worked every day until we were both laid off because a new company came in and took over and let all of us go. But even as we worked every day, it was not my job as a Christian people to say, remember when I bought that food for you? Do you want to go to church now? Remember when I bought that food for you? Uh, do you need anything else? Do I need to be another good, helpful Christian to help your life so you could thank me? Uh, now that I bought that food for you, do you want to stop being a lesbian so you won't go to hell? That's not your job. That was not it. It wasn't for me to do what God say and ad lib. I do not know why he has me talking on this today. But I pray whoever hears it understands it's from the heart. It's not the beat down. It's, it is what it is. It is not the opportunity to say, hey, now that I don't, you know, I've gave you something. Let me reel you in. Now you got to go to church and now you got to get saved and now you got to live for Christ. Now you can't be a lesbian no more. Now you can't be a homosexual. It don't work like that, y'all. Our job is to do just what God wants us to do. Our yes to God is not so we can get the benefit. It's so that someone else can get the benefit. I I had to struggle with that. And not struggle because I felt like I just want stuff. I had to struggle because I had to fight the fact that I can do stuff with Christ without expecting him to give me something. Because it's when something is learned and it's taught and it's drilled in you, praising i'm gonna give you something if you worship i'm gonna give you something if you give i'm gonna if you give to someone i'm gonna give something if you praise for this person you gonna get a praise you gonna get a blessing if, if you uh walk a mile with this person you gonna get a blessing everything is you 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 and sometimes it's not about you it's just because it's your calling to be saved filled with the holy ghost being of christ the only you is the tools that he is putting in you to release to others to draw to them, draw to him. So in my conclusion for today's podcast, be encouraged. Come out to our celebration of the 2021 events. I think it will be a blessing to just fellowship. And again, it's going to be Friday, December 17th at 8 p.m. It's going to be at the Fountain of the Living Word. It's going to be in the church in the back. 
and the address is 2543 East Ledbetter Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. And um, stay prayerful for each other. Stay uh, in contact with people. You know, if you know someone that you talk to on Facebook or whatever, just or you haven't talked to in a while, just reach out and say, hey, I'm thinking about you and, and pray for people, stay connected. And um, with the Thanksgiving holiday coming up, you know, there's a lot of people without family. There's a lot of people who are homeless. Uh, continue to pray for them. Pray for people during this time because, you know, suicide rates are up during this time. Just stay prayerful over everything that is happening around you. And if in your heart you are going around trying to get people to um, see Christ and come to Christ, if you're evangelizing, please take to heart that your your evangel evangelizing for Christ is to only plant the seed. He has to do the watering. You cannot force anybody to come to Christ. So stop doing it. If that's you. All right. I'm Miss Nisi, and I pray that you have a great day today and a great Thanksgiving next this week. Actually, so. I love you with the love of God. God bless. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to share and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can receive notifications when a new episode is posted. You can also stop by Miss Nisi's website, www.realtalkministry.com. There, you can purchase her books, leave a comment, and stay connected with this ministry. Until next time, God bless.